Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert. Today, I am here in the heart of Beverly Hills, behind the Beverly Hills sign, as a matter of fact, with my amazing co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Dr. Ravello, how do you feel being so close to our office in this new studio? I'm feeling pretty fancy. I'm not going to lie. Like, like really fancy. It's pretty cool, huh? It's pretty cool. I know. Not too uh, shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. We like it. So very happy to be here. Sean has uh, kind of set this place up so that we can do our thing, and uh, we're happy to be here. Yep, it's a brand new studio and looks pretty nice. So I'm enjoying it. We have we have a lot of brand news right we do. now. We have some updates. We have a we have yes. a brand new billboard. Woo! Yeah, that we did that photo shoot and uh, <laughs> somehow we're able to cull two photos out of it to to use for our our uh, billboard on Santa Monica Boulevard, which is yes. awesome. Uh, very happy about that. Uh, we have. Uh, a bunch of new episodes, obviously, and then uh, we're going to be bringing the fellows on, our uh, amazing plastic surgery fellows of the aesthetic uh, program, the yep. Aesthetic Surgery Fellowship of Los Angeles. Uh, we'll be bringing them on in a couple of episodes. Uh, so happy to be here and yeah. happy to have a lot going on. All kinds of newness. So let's start with some new information because that's kind of what we do here. We, we yes. are in the business of providing information about plastic surgery. Yes. Laying it down, saying it straight, saying it right, say <laughs> you, it right. You say your, you say your name right. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do today, I have a lot of patients who say, especially I'm doing these mid-face lifts like they are out of style. They are, it is like hotcakes on a Sunday morning right now. These mid-face lifts and the brow lifts, the blepharoplasty for patients in their mid-30s, late-30s, 40s, and combining it with the lower face and neck as they get into the 45s and up, they say, I just want to look like my filter. Mm, the freaking filters. The pinchy filters. I go, so basically you want the no-filter facelift. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I call it the natural lift, but I'm I'm thinking it's like, like the no filter facelift. I like it. I, I that has a nice catchy ring on onomatopoeia to it. I like it. Yeah, I've already called the trademark attorney. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, yeah. So so yeah. The the concept of the no filter facelift is that you want to look like your filter. And I thought what we do today is talk about why that is. Why do people want to look like they look with their filter on? Yeah, so you may have to explain this a little bit because when you suggested this topic, I kind of did one of those things like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> so so when you say they want to look like their filter, what what is their filter doing to their face that they are trying to recreate? Okay, so this is the key. And this is why plastic surgery, I think, is so uh, – it's so powerful because – you know, our patients can come in and say, look, I I like when I put this filter on that my eyebrows look like this, that I get some volume through here. And every filter does different things. You know, these beauty right. filters are all based on, you know, just it's programming. It's pretty straightforward. They take pixels and shift them around and add and change colors and change texture. There's so much to it. But, you know, the the things that I'm seeing a lot 
is when people say, I want to look like my filter, what they, what they want is to get their face looking like it's been rejuvenated through volume changes and also structural changes and positioning of certain parts of their face. And we can start from top to bottom if that works for you. Sure, let's do it. I guess I have one question. So when patients come and ask for a no-filter facelift, are they telling you specifically what they want about their face change or do they just show you the photo and say, I want to look like this? Yeah, they show the photo and say, you know, look at this. And look at this. Here's what I want. What can you do? Yeah, and they show that, you know, they point to the picture on their iPhone or whatever, their Android and say, this is what I'm looking to do. And a lot of the filters are, so, so they basically are plastic surgery, digital plastic surgery. They put the brow in a better position. They change volume of the lateral brow. They, they, they make, uh, and in fact, just to, to kind of digress for one quick second, uh, Steve Hofflin, who is a great plastic surgeon, uh, back when I was sort of training to become a plastic surgeon, he was known for, uh, doing all kinds of huge celebrities around town and in LA and really from around the world. And Steve always talked about these volumetric eggs. He always talked about like there, there's an egg under the eyebrow. There's, there's an egg on over the zygoma. And he talked about these volumetric, uh, sort of collections of soft tissue that, that were, that determined sort of how beauty would be perceived. And it was a, it was a, I remember him giving this lecture very clearly and I said, yeah, that's it. It's about where it's about the volume itself and where it's located. And that's what these filters do is they change those, those volumetric pieces of the face to look more, two things, more beautiful and more youthful. Right. And, you know, I was, I was uh, talking to a patient today who said, I just, you know, I want to look like I'm in my twenties again and she's in her thirties. I said, well, that can't happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can see 20 is a very different age than thirties. You know, the twenties and the thirties are, are two different decades that you can't turn back the clock per se, but you can confuse the clock. <laughs> and I think that's how you need to see it because you're the, like when you're in your twenties, like you're just out of your teens. Yeah. You still got the like, baby you're, fat. You're, Things like the face really hasn't come in yet. Yeah, you're like, an amoeba still. Yeah, like, you yeah, are. You're still like half baked. Yeah, a little like bit. you're you're a you're a protozoa. Like there, <laughs> there's a long way to go. And and so like when you come through your, your through your teens and into your twenties, like then it's I think it's that age of 24, 25, 26 that aging starts to really hit in terms of the structure of your face. And this is why. And if you listen to our what's with the Botox episode, you said like, oh yeah, you want to start young with your Botox because you want to start getting the rejuvenation early so that the structures of your face start getting used to being in the right position. Yes. And I guess that's what people are seeing when they want the no filter facelift or they say they want to look like their filter is they want to look rejuvenated and youthful again. And these filters are gosh darn good at doing that. I don't know how they figured out how to be plastic surgeons, but but they did. And they've really taken the face and created sort of what you want to see and what looks better. And let's go through it. Let's go through, yeah, like you said, top to bottom, what are the changes that the filters are creating and how can we make that happen with plastic surgery? So uh, from the top, I, I always see that they put a little volume into the forehead. 
they, they add to the forehead, uh, soft tissue sort of volume. And this is where I, like I've done a lot of fat grafting to the forehead recently, especially my Asian facial rejuvenation patients love this. They love seeing their forehead kind of filled up with, with a little bit of fat. Amazing. And then they elevate the brow, typically the tail of the brow, the medial brow. Again, I talk about this all the time. You don't want to necessarily elevate the tail, of the, the uh, medial brow. You want the tail yeah, to come the up. The medial being the, the middle part. Yeah, this part here the in, part the, right in the middle. over above your, the corner of your eye. The corner of your inner eye towards yeah. your nose. Because if that gets elevated, you can look confused. Yeah, or you get like a straight line across your eye. I guess it's not, and some people need it. Some people it's really descended and you need it. Um, but in that mid thirties, early forties, less likely to need that. Right. And then they add a little volume to the area under the brow. Uh, this is, and this is for women we're talking about. I, I've not had a man come in with a filter and say, I want this. That, <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Um, I bet it yet. will. Yet. Um, they add volume over the zygoma. The cheek. The oh, cheek. the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, they shorten the lower lid. They make this long lower lid, which I clearly need mine done, which you'll be doing very soon. Um, and they elevate that, that whole uh, lid cheek complex to put more volume into the cheek, elevate the lower lid. And so that gives a much more youthful volumetric look over the cheekbone, which is really important. Right. And I think what these filters do is they just, they blur everything. So in a, a, any face really, but especially in a face that's starting to age, you see these step-offs between the lower lid and the cheek or in the hollows of the temples on the lateral side or the outside of your forehead. You see the the shadows and the high points from these step-offs, these areas that no longer have a smooth sort of connection or transition between points of the face. And the filters blur those transitions. And so I think that's a big part of it too. And that's what that's what the mid-face lift does. That's what the fat grafting does. It takes away or it blurs those shadows and those divots and those contour irregularities that come from sagging facial features and skin and muscle. Absolutely. And and so so far what we've done is we've added volume you know, the, the upper face has been volumized and we've expanded it. And so what has that done? It's made the top of the face a little bit larger and a little bit more contoured. Then as we come down through the, the middle of the cheek, you know, over sort of the masseter and the, and sort of where the buccal fat pad is. The, the area under the cheekbones, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> Look, this, on, this is why there are two of us, because otherwise it'd just be a disaster, okay? I was like, huh? <laughs> What's a zygoma? <laughs> guy's a dork. Um, so then in through here, it does the opposite. It starts to slim through the, the lower face. The filters slim the lower face. Right. And, and it starts to get rid of the, the hanging stuff here, the jowly stuff, and yeah. it starts to clean the jawline. And so when you clean up the... The border of the mandible, you know, it tucks up the neck a little bit, cleans up the border of the mandible, might add a little bit of volume to the to the gonial angle. The jawbone, people. He's talking about the jawbone. Is jaw that bone. is that okay to say? <laughs> no. Gonial angle. No. no. You're not going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a test at the end of this podcast for everyone. So at the angle of the mandible, the corner, the the jawbone. 
Uh, might put a little volume there, but and then the chin it usually doesn't square it off, but it'll it'll smooth it, it'll round it out. Uh, yeah. In and it, I think you know this is where like my sort of like I'm sort of half half on uh, on chin implants for for females because I think they tend to make women look a little bit more masculine. I agree. Some some women need the volume. Some and they women need, need it, it, which is fine. But like for people that don't really need it, I'm kind of like, mm, mm. let's not do that. Yeah, and so that's a little harsh. Yeah, so that's sort of the the concept of what what we do when we do facial rejuvenation procedures with the deep plane facelift, the endoscopic upper face, the the neck lift. We're putting all those volumes in that these filters are are doing digitally. Right. And so you can either walk around with the camera in front of you and speak through the filter, or you can get surgery to look like your filter. But I think that with the techniques that we have, especially with the mid face and the brow, uh, and, you know, and the deep plane facelift, not, notwithstanding that like we can really create that look of your filter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that would be the best thing is that if you could do your videos and your pictures and real life, you know, <laughs> yes, we actually interact with people in real life, you know, yeah. so you don't have a filter when you're walking around in real life. Um, it would be great if you could look your best and how you would ideally like to see yourself. A hundred percent. And I really think that, uh, that that is sort of the future of surgery because, you know, people do like the way they look on these digital, you know, these digital alterations of mm-hmm. themselves. They're, they're very into it. They're, they definitely like it. And I think to for some people, I can't even believe I'm saying this, some people in a certain age range, some of these changes can be accomplished with non-invasive or minimally invasive procedures in the younger cohort of patients. Um, so you're talking about some fillers, some maybe fat grafting, some skin tightening devices. Certainly, Skincare is huge. So your lasers and anything that's going to brighten your skin tone certainly helps give you that sort of dewy look. They have some new fillers out, the the micro hyaluronic acid fillers, which give you kind of a dewy complexion. I'm on the fence. I'm not endorsing any of this too much because I don't like shoving a bunch of fillers in the face really. But that is an option for patients that are a little bit, you know, surgery shy too. Yeah, you're not you're not a fill uh, filler advocate. I'm really not. I don't like fillers. Sorry, Allergan. Yeah. Sorry, rest of them. You know, I'm I'm sort of uh, like it's a necessary evil. I think for yes. some of my patients. And I agree. I'm not <laughs> clearly. I have done fillers in my face myself. Like I'm not saying it's like a hard and fast no. It's just um, to a, to a, a, a limit. Yeah, I get upset when we're just constantly shoving stuff in our faces. I'm like, that can't be good. Judicious, judicious use of colors. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, so that's that's really the deal. Uh, I I do think that you do have. I mean, with all plastic surgery, you got to get into the Medi Spa. You know, get in if you're in LA. Get in with Orla or with Daniela. Get your your Potenza and your Morpheus and all these. Other devices, uh, you know, uh, just for clarity, I am a consultant for Alma lasers and Sinusure lasers. Um, but, you know, these these microneedling radio frequency technologies really help. Oh, yeah. No, they're great. I mean, and all of the resurfacing lasers there. Yeah. I mean, how your skin ages and how your skin looks 
is a huge factor in how you age and appear over time. Like even when your face starts to fall and you don't get any plastic surgery, you don't get your facelift, if you have really nice skin, you can still look like you're younger than maybe you are. What did you see? Like you've done the Morpheus, right? The mm-hmm. Morpheus 8. What did you see changed when you did that? What I noticed with the Morpheus, uh, for me personally, was a diminishing of the nasolabial folds. Um, another place I don't love putting filler because mm. you kind of get a weird animation thing with it and you can get a little over puffy if you go overboard. And we're supposed to have some concavity in that area. Um, and I really noticed a difference with the Morpheus. One day, like six months after my last treatment, I was looking in my rearview mirror and I was like, whoa, hey, that looks better. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be for. It's yeah. supposed to be to get rid to build the collagen in areas that are deficient um, and over time, hopefully avoid or diminish the amount of fillers you may need. Well, I like it. Uh, I think we've kind of covered all the uh, highlights of these facial filters. I'm sure there are filters for the the button so body. So how can and... <laughs> you give me a cat face filter? <laughs> I want the whiskers. I want the little ears. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's out there. <laughs> I know there's some TikTok video of a deposition or something where the lawyer was on as a cat. And, <laughs> I saw that. F- fussing with his Zoom. He was like, I can assure you I am not a cat. <laughs> it's like, are you sure? Because we thought you were. Yeah, no, gotcha. Well, anyway, I think that's where uh, where it all you know goes to. I, I think our techniques for these facial rejuvenation procedures do create that filterless look. And if you have questions about it, definitely refer back to the Natural Facelift podcast. Listen to the one about the mid-face. We have a couple about mid-facelifts. We got a bunch yeah. about deep-plane facelifts too, but... Uh, I think, you know, kind of referring to those and see if this stuff is right for you and, you know, wherever you are in the world and, you know, find somebody who's skilled in the art and uh, you'll have good success. But for now, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at ravelloplasticsurgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Mm -hmm.